It's 930 in 716. A Buffalo school board vote ousts Kaleida nurses from the schools and forces a board member to resign. When I learned that my own daughter's school nurse was not going to be able to be in her school any longer, I cried. And what's next for those nurses? Everybody isn't guaranteed a position within our organization. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. Following the Buffalo Board of Education vote Wednesday night to end its 13-year relationship with Kaleida nurses in the schools, there is an outcry from those nurses, some parents and teachers as well. And one board member even resigned. Catherine Flanagan Priori of the Park District, the board member who replaced Carl Palladino, abstained from the voting process as she is a Kaleida employee and saw a conflict of interest. But as she watched the debate and then the vote, She said she could not continue on as a board member and submitted a letter of resignation to the board privately. So um, I think many people know that the RFP was due January 4th. I was there as Prior spoke outside Oshai Children's Hospital Thursday where she's employed, read her resignation letter and explained her position and decision. What we had heard from the board repeatedly was that the proposal was disqualified due to being late, which from my perspective was something they knew on January 4th and and didn't require dragging out this process until the end of April. Um, It it limited parents' opportunities to be involved as partners at the table. Um, Typically, when a recommendation is going before the board, it's part of that board docs, public site that parents and PTO members can go on to. Um, I had been reached out by several of the community members, several BPTO members who had reached out to me and said, it's not on board docs, do you know what's going on? I I didn't have an answer for them. The RFP was delivered to my home at 9 p.m. on Monday evening, which gave me less than 48 hours to review it myself. And it was not posted to the public site until approximately 2.45 on Wednesday afternoon, which, you know, for a working parent who may have been um, at work all day and then trying to come to the board meeting to participate in any way, wouldn't have given them time to reasonably review the documents that that we were given at 9 p.m. on Monday night, Um, and thereby limiting their ability, the, the parents' ability, the community members, the stakeholders' ability to really review what was before the board. Could you, would you have reacted any differently if this was Catholic Health? Absolutely. I have said that all along. I have said that all along. My first consultation with, um, with one of my colleagues here, actually, that was my very statement. If this was Catholic Health, my response and reaction would have been the same. The difference would have been I wouldn't have had a conflict of interest and therefore could have better advocated on behalf of my own child, the children of the district, the school nurses, um, the building principals that this morning were calling me and reaching out to me to thank me, to express their concern over the situation. It it wouldn't have mattered who it was. I I still would have felt that this process was not handled appropriately. you know, it's Buffalo. We're a we're a family community, and we're a working class town. And you don't mess with people's incomes. You don't mess with people's jobs. We're we're honest people, and I think that everything about this just felt like things were being hidden and not disclosed. And and to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure to what end. Why walk away though? Why not stay on the board? Why try to why not try to fight this correctly? because I never felt so helpless as a parent, to be perfectly honest. When I learned that my own daughter's school nurse was not going to be able to be in her school any longer, I cried. 
I cried because my daughter has a medical condition. It's not terrible. It's not devastating. But her nurse knows the difference between Kira needs to talk to mommy for five minutes on the phone and you need to come and get her something's wrong. And when I couldn't advocate for my child and I did feel so incredibly helpless and I recognized that this was a huge conflict of interest. And when I sat in that room last night and heard some of the comments that were made to parents, to community members, to stakeholders, it occurred to me that I could not in all good consciousness sit in that room again. but I didn't think that the board lacked this level of transparency. I think very much my perception of the board was is that there was some there was discord on the board and that in some part that was relative to the person who I was replacing. Um, my experience of the board, people on the board have been incredibly pleasant with me. They were very kind, very nice to me, um, very welcoming. I felt like I was respected. I felt like I... I felt like at times I could be heard. I've certainly made decisions as a board member that were not popular within my community. Um, I didn't step away from those things, but this felt because, again, it raised a conflict of interest for me. At my very core, this was not in alignment with my values and my convictions as a person, as a community member, in everything that I believe. I felt like this was the best decision for me to make at this point in time. Are Have you, you saying that because of the way they disclosed information, that the process was not honest? I can't say that it wasn't honest. What I can say is it raises questions for me because I don't understand and was not able to get a clear answer as to why so much information was withheld and for that extended time period. It, it, it makes me question things and it makes me feel as though I can't in all good consciousness sit there and trust that everything that's being said to me is being said. Um, with the highest level of integrity. Would it have been better for you if there was clarity that's saying, hey, all applications that relate are out? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, on the RFP, item number six of the RFP, and last night I was hoping that somebody would have asked this question as I sat there silently, unable to ask this question, but number six of the RFP states very explicitly that all late proposals, late submissions, will be returned to the vendor unopened. And my understanding is, is that did not happen for Clyde Health. So what do you feel needs to change to make that better so there is transparency on the board? That's a great question. Um, and I don't, have a, I don't have a great answer for that question. As a matter of fact, last night I was thinking about, um, you know, Ms. Belton-Cotman had several times said to me, do you understand, do you understand, you know, what, what the underlying issue is, what the underlying concerns are? And, and I always appreciated that, that she would stop me and ask me that question. So perhaps I would stop and, and think about that. I don't know how you force someone to be transparent. I think people either value that or they don't, and they're either going to be transparent or they're not. And and certainly last night I learned that that there is much to be asked for in terms of transparency. Have you heard back from the board since sending in this resignation? Um, no, I can tell you that when I handed it in to Dr. Nevergold last night, I was crying when I handed it to her because I was really truly hoping that somehow I wouldn't find myself in that situation. Um, and, and she accepted it very graciously. 
and um, and was very again very kind and very respectful. How long have you been on the board? Since September of this of 2017. Do you fear because there's been so much controversy over Carl's seat that you're leaving it vulnerable now by quitting? No, I think that when they interviewed me, there were, I believe, ultimately 16 people. Um, I've said it a thousand times over, I'll say it a thousand times more. There were incredibly qualified people who wanted that seat, who were vying for that seat. Um, as a matter of fact, I've spoken with several of them since this is, has all happened. Um, and in all reality, I trust that someone else who feels like they, you know, perhaps won't have the same conflict of interest, perhaps um, will feel like they can fill that seat in a better way than I've been able to at this point. So we met with the staff immediately following the meeting last night. Uh, we met with labor leadership as well, and uh, today we're meeting with the entire staff um, at the end of uh, the business day just to walk through options. Kaleida's Mike Hughes stood by Flanagan Prior's side Thursday and updated us on where the issue stands. And it's not over yet. Listen. As I said last night, and I'll say again today, our number one goal is to protect the nurses. Everybody's in guaranteed a position within our organization. We want those nurses working for us. Is there enough room for these nurses here? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in the past year or so, you know, because of the growth of our organization, we've hired over 180 nurses. We have probably 150, 200 openings right now. So, uh, and there's, there's sufficient room. It's just trying to place people at this point. Will nurses who are here now get bumped from their floors, get bumped from their schedules? Yeah, I mean, we have to follow the, the bargaining agreement, uh, SEIU 1199. That's actually where we're holding the meeting. So this is a, a, a process we will do with, with them. So we'll do it in conjunction with labor. Um, so we have to follow the contract. But, um, you know, again, our goal is to protect the nurses. Does the contract say seniority? You know, yeah, gets I mean, the bargaining agreement is about three inches thick. So there's an awful lot of um, areas that, you know, have, we have to go through. But we've said... You know, since this kind of tumbled out 30 days ago, we told labor early on, we told the staff that we'll protect them no matter what happens. Can you familiarize us a little bit with the, the appeals process? Yeah, so I guess uh, through um, the, the, the city school's pro RFP process, there's an official appeal, uh, and we are pursuing that as well as we're looking at our legal options as well. Um, you know, news has come out last night at the school board meeting on WBEN as well. There's a school board member that said that our bid was higher than that was selected. Who knows that? How do they know that? You know, we were under the impression our bid wasn't even accepted, so how do they know our price was higher? So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, a lot of that might be, you know, history, but, you know, the, the school district and the board needs to be held accountable for what happened, um, while at the same time we need to take care of our nurses. Nobody so, likes to make, you know, economic decisions. You guys have to do it here all the time. Sure. Um, any company has to. If it's an economic decision, it would appear, you know, that they needed to save some money and, and spend it on what they're charged with. Yeah, no question. And we said all along, all we want is the chance to compete. And we'll put our nurses up against any staffing agency locally or across the country. If they if they move on to somebody else because we're a higher cost provider, we can live with that. You know, we know the quality of care, but if it's purely a financial decision, we can live with that. Your point is any? that they knew the number, which means they opened the bid, which means they violated the process. Exactly. We said all along they, they should have returned the bid unopened. Instead, they clocked it in. Now, last night and again this morning, they're, they're using financial figures saying that we were much higher uh, bidder. You know, there's some exposure on their part here, and we're going to have to seek answers to that. Any lessons learned on your end from this? Well, I, listen, we've taken accountability um, uh, for what happened in terms of our, our end. 
Um, the electronic bid was submitted on time. The hard copy bid was not. We accepted that. We've apologized for that. We hold ourselves accountable. Um, all we ask for is the school district to do the same thing, which is if they expect us to follow their RFP, they should follow their RFP as well. They clearly did not. Like a timetable, how long does it take to do an appeal process, do you know? Well, we began uh, the process a week or so ago. We've asked, we filed a Freedom of Information request to get all the correspondence, emails, and any other documentation, uh, meeting schedules, anything associated with this bid um, to find out what, what's gone on in the last 30, 60, 90 days. Um, the, the legal options we're looking at and then the official appeal process. I don't anticipate will take too long, um, but again, we can't wait around to see what happens at you know the hands of government. We have to act, and, and that's in the best interest of our nurses. Hughes doesn't expect any action on an appeal for about a week or so. We'll be following. Back Monday. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.